watch a new film and how the critics really loved it Including yourself, but that's a really do a good effect All your dreams have come true I heard you bought a house in Martin E Because you couldn't stand the smell of all the shooters of fist creeps And that's a really do a good effect You're looking thin, I'm so happy for you Everybody, uh, welcome to Jason and Todd talk through lousy films. I'm Todd. I'm Jason. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. We've never done it that perfectly before, that much in sync. I think we should quit now. Everybody <laughs> okay, that's will be okay. <laughs> that's it. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate you coming out in all this rain. Uh, so what's uh, what's the story, Todd? I haven't talked to you in a month. Uh, I mean, are geez. things good? Are things uh, up and down? You got any drama? Uh, I mean, the only drama I have uh, is is COVID related uh, social anxiety. I guess I'm going to call uh, it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh huh. I'm I'm half vaxxed. Uh, I got my first. Okay. My first. I got a Moderna shot. On the fifteenth, the very first day, I was uh, eligible to get one. Very good. Uh, I ran right out uh, and got it. Um, uh, but now, like because I'm half vaccinated, Hillary's completely vaccinated, and a lot of our friends who before the pandemic we would hang out with uh, periodically are now like, "Hey, we're having a gathering. We're all vaccinated." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, yeah. I'm only half vaccinated." It's not that I don't want to go, you know, it's not, <laughs> you know, it's not, a, I'm not using it as an excuse to not see that. I'd love to see these people and, and talk in sure. person, but I'm only half vaccinated for one. This is for, a, you know, a party next week or the week after. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also, you know, I'm, I'm just worried about Colby, uh, my 15 year old. Yeah. Where, do, where does he fit into this? Because what's, what's the latest intelligence on teenagers? I quit paying attention. Well, the... Right now, there's no vaccination for anyone under 16. Yeah, yeah. Colby but are, will be but are eligible. They, are, they, are they supposed to be getting it? Are they supposed to be? Because uh, a year ago, you know, kids weren't a concern at all. And then uh, people were saying that uh, kids were getting it and kids were spreaders. And, uh, you know, I assume you've kept up on that end of the science. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and. So I'll just keep in, in, interrupting you until uh, you're frustrated <laughs> enough that we have to start the movie. If, if that's how you'd like it. Yeah, sure. This is fine. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, you know, it's just my concern. Like if I, and there's, it, the data is not clear right now uh-huh. on, on whether or not people who have been fully vaccinated, they c- can still get it and spread it. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a, there's not a lot of information about that. And, you know, and I get conflicting reports from, you know, TV doctors and everything. So, like, right yeah. now, like, at this time, erring on the side of caution is what I have to do in deference to Colby. But it makes me feel bad because it's not like I don't want to see people. It's not – I'm going insane to being locked up. It's not, you know, uh, uh, it, it's not great uh, for my mental 
thing uh, either, but it's just we've come so far. <laughs> it's been more than a yeah. year of isolating and trying to stay as quarantined as humanly possible in our financial, you know, in our tax bracket. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but to come this far and then to go out and have a party and hug friends and have that good feeling, but then come home and Colby gets sick. And then I, yeah. that that's me. That's I, like, I, I would not be able to live with myself. So that's sort of, that's the most dramatic shit I have going on. It's just, you know, that's pretty dramatic. It's exciting. Yeah. We're right on the cusp of a new age of maybe this thing worked and maybe it didn't, you know, cause I'm, I'm, uh, I hope alone in the, universe and worrying about the fact that my vaccine has a 60 percent efficacy rate against uh you know to, to prevent me from from getting covid but if i do get covid i probably won't go to the hospital well oh. that's what they're telling me with the uh with the one shot jansen oh 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 if you do get it you won't be hospitalized like it will it will yeah. be a lesser so, so there's covid I if i went to this party that i'm obviously not invited to uh <laughs> with you in, in a couple of weeks i i'll send uh, you in a red wig yeah, I, you I, can just put on i a red could wig. S- I, I, you know what I can't do is the charm. It's like I could, I could never, I could never uh, uh, look at people in the eye and say that I liked them with quite uh, your conviction. But when I, uh, when I, you know, when I think about this, I could be at the fucking party. I could get COVID from somebody who is vaccinated, who just didn't get COVID very bad. Could give it to me. I could come home, give it to you know Corey, who's half vaxxed at this point. And uh, it's an exciting time. Lots of thrills, lots of work. So I'm still, I have changed my regimen not at all. I do not go outside if I don't have to. I send Corey. It's very, very easy. It's very simple. We're all very happy. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to avoid the drama. You know, I'm trying to, uh, to remember that soon I'll have to go outside and act like a normal person because society, for better or worse, will open up a little bit and I'll be less anxious about going out and seeing the people and, and rubbing elbows. And, uh, and, and that's not something I'm used to at this point. I'm, I'm very comfortable not going outside. I really like it. I have a lot of books. I have a lot of movies. I have a great girlfriend. I have two cats. I'm busy, you know, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, I'm also on unemployment. So like going outside seems to me at this point, uh, silly. I'm one of those guys that if there's, you know, if there's a few hundred bucks from unemployment in the bank, there's nothing to worry about at all. <laughs> Let's watch Mad Max. No, the first one. God <laughs> damn it. You know, and then I'm busy. I'm well, not thinking about the world at all. Uh, not as much. No. So what do you think about, speaking of which, what do you think about the girl with the alien eyes uh, playing the Charlize Theron part in the next Mad Max movie? Are you okay with that? Old man, uh, how do you feel, boomer? How uh, you how you like that, boomer? Take it. It's take it. ruining my childhood. Putting all these women right? in these Mad Max right? movies. I'm my childhood. So I just don't understand why there's not just one shot of a woman running away after getting raped, and then a shot of, of course, of another woman being run over by thirty motorcycles. Uh, other than that, what do you need a woman for in this universe of cartoon cars and high octane? Jeez, ladies, come on. Things have the only thing. Past only thing I didn't like about that. Uh, only thing I liked about the Mad Max movie with Charlize Theron was Charlize Theron. I thought she was interesting. She was at least a character who wasn't going to hit you with both hands. 
you know. I, I mean, a little, I like, a little bit different. I like her a lot, um, and I would have been, happily watched her in another Mad Max movie. But yeah, you know, the star of Mad Max films for me, you know, is uh, not the social the, the commentary com- the, the, or the or the <laughs> post-apocalyptic. Uh, possible possible future, all that stuff. It's it's cars. It's smashing. Yeah, it's production design. Smashing yeah. into each other. Uh, yeah. And how many spikes can I weld to the hood of this car <laughs> so that when it crashes into that truck, everything explodes? You <laughs> yeah. know, they're they're cinematic car movies. Yeah, and they're the shots of cars are excellent. It's like if Michael Mann movies were just about like architectural photography of buildings uh-huh. and like trying to trying to sell you a fancy new car and, and wet, uh, the, freshly paved streets. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> we need a wet down. It's a Michael Mann film, and then you know uh, I'd be okay with these movies, but unfortunately they have actors in them who talk and say stupid things and do <laughs> boring things, and then I'm like, ah, I did a Michael Mann movie. You got me. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> yeah, you fell for the Miami Vice movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, did you fall for the second one though? Did you fall for the for the uh, director's dick cut of Miami Vice? Yeah, I didn't even two know Miami there was Vices. one. There's a there's a, there's the one with uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Colin Farrell and the the guy who's Jamie Fox. Just yeah, a, I saw just that. Just a super great actor who became you know what happened to Jamie Fox? He's on Can a sitcom now. Are you serious? Yep. A streaming sitcom? Sit, a streaming sitcom called uh, something about his daughter. Wow. Or not or Is it good? My father's an idiot or I can't remember. Do you watch I, it? No, I don't know. He's become a TV dad? Jamie Foxx? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Already? I guess. Okay. That's such a drag. And for a I while, he hosted he was like, like the most, a, most talented person in the world. Didn't for a while. he host he a my, game show? All for my a while? attention. He hosted a game. Did he show? really? I think so. So what happens is uh, Jason discovers uh, in talking about the careers of people he used to like. And, hey, whatever happened to them? He's smoking too much weed again. <laughs> I lost Jamie Fox. It's been like ten years <laughs> since I saw. Him. Apparently, he's got a whole TV career I don't know about. And I actually watch TV right now. You know, because it's the it's the pandemic. My standards have lowered dramatically. So you're watching. Did you watch the the girl with the giant eyes who who played the? Uh, she's going to play Furiosa, but before she played the 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 Queen's Gambit. Uh, oh yeah, the Queen's Gambit. I enjoyed that. Did you Did you like the girl? I did like. I her. can't get over being startled by the sight of her fucking face. <laughs> like she's got a really interesting look, and there are some actors like this who every time they come on, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not Uncanny Valley, really, because uh, she doesn't look robotic. She looks like she's from somewhere else. She looks like there's a country that we haven't explored or discovered uh, somewhere on the Earth or elsewhere, and that's what they look like there. And we got one. And you know she's a movie star. There, twenty five. It was her, it was her twenty fifth birthday the other day, and I have a couple of friends who are really into her. And she's not really my type because she doesn't look fucking completely human to me. Mm. I'm fascinated by looking at her, but I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in that chess movie. Partly because it, it, I, I didn't like it very much, but also because I just stared at her fucking face. You wow! Can, you can, you, How'd your eyes get that far apart? How do you do it? <laughs> Is there a trick? Did you do so? You know, did your mother like put clamps on your head when you were a baby, and just every night just crank them a little bit so that eventually your eyes would be so far apart that people would look at you and say, "You're a fucking movie star." I, 
I, I don't know. I don't know how it worked out. It, it, just a luck of the draw thing? I, I don't know. I come to you f- for answers I like don't, these. I don't have... All I have to offer you, Jason, is this movie that we're watching called yeah, Killer Sofa. Fuck you, by the way. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I was not even able... I swear to God, I was so unable. I was so mad last night. Uh, Corey and I were fighting, and I was flipping out about, uh, I don't know, something technical or something other. Another friend of mine, is his cat is dying. And so I'm, I'm you know, talking on the phone. I hate talking on the phone. It makes me very uncomfortable. But I want to be a good friend to this guy who his fucking cat is dying. He's had this cat 16 years, and that's a big deal. So a little on edge last night, very uptight. And uh, that's as much of the story as I can remember right now, and I can't even tie it well, in you were to what ma- we were saying before. Yeah, let's start, start the movie. movie. Uh, give me a... Yeah, I was... Uh, 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 you want to count? 3, 2, 1, play? You want to do a 3, 2, 1? Yeah. 3, 2, 1, play? Yeah. All right. 3, 2, 1, everybody, play. Today, we're watching uh, Killer mm-hmm. Sofa. Which was Todd's fault, <laughs> and you were entirely. mad last night. You were and, very angry. Yeah, I tried last night in my in my shittiest mood of the day. I said, "I'm gonna watch this fucking movie that Todd sent," and so you know, I tried. I'm, I'm now yelling because this is so loud <laughs> in my head. Well, I I'm sorry believe. you were. Why would it, why would I, any movie I be added that loud? to your aggravation? Yeah, this was so offensive. It, within five minutes, I, <laughs> I was punched in the face by several performances, and I know that's one of your favorite things is uh, the Schadenfreude of looking at another actor fail. Right? I like this too. What I kept thinking watching this this picture uh, mm-hmm. again, only five minutes. I kept seeing myself overacting. Like, all I could see was, oh, fuck, that's exactly how I would have done it. Oh, my God, look at the size of his eye gesture. Oh, no, his head is rolling. That's not a, that's not a head roll. Oh, my God, that's an acrobatic routine. Settle down, actor. And that's what I kept thinking because, uh, you know, there are times when I've seen myself in things and said, ah, ah, that's why. That's why they send some of them back to Podunk because they do what I did. And these, these you know, these are actors. They're probably getting paid. They're trying. They got a script. They got a director. They got a giant <laughs> practical uh, monstrosity uh, that, yep. that's a chair. And uh, sometimes they get their legs sawed off before yeah, the well, credits. That's... And you know, that's one of my favorite things in a movie, right? Is somebody tied up uh-huh. getting tortured. Yeah, you love that. I, I think this is one of the most cinematic things you could possibly do. Uh, the only thing that's more cinematic than that probably is a refugee camp, because everybody loves to see that oh, when that yeah. comes on a screen. It just—it's why we go to the movies, is so we can look at shitty things and feel yeah. bad, right? And that's, this, that's uh, what I love. This about movie these, is these is from New Zealand. Ah, uh, I blame Australia <laughs> anyway. But yes, I did notice last night uh, that it was a Kiwi yeah. production, and and it's called Killers. I should have noticed by, by the fact that they sound more like they're from South Africa than they do like they're from Australia, which is the magical thing about yeah, Kiwis. Yeah, And they... they uh, I'm sorry? Well, it's called... The film is called Killer Sofa, but as we're looking at and yet, the thing right now, which ostensibly is going to start however, killing people, but it's a, it's, a, it's a lazy boy chair. It's a chair. Yeah, it's clearly just a very cushiony... Uh, like it's got enough cushion for a whole couch, and yet it's just well. And the whole work. reason. So, do you think the whole, 
that at some point this chair ate its other self, like it had two more sections and it well, just ate. Well, that's them what was I was. A, I watched the entire chair. thing. I, I went past the first five yeah. minutes to all the way to the end, so I could find out if there. Oh, uh, I feel so bad. A, a, a killer sofa. I mean, there's very clearly a killer yeah. lazy boy chair, but maybe there's a killer sofa as well. But no. That shows up at the end, the mama. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just a bad name for the movie because apparently, interesting. Uh, okay. What they wanted to call it was the Lazy Boy of Death, but the Lazy mm. Boy Corporation would not sign off on that. And and the production team was like, yeah, the recliner of death, it, it, just not no. not flying. Killer sofa. Now I'm sure. Sh- <laughs> what about killer recliner? No, that sucked. Recliner well, ki- and didn't work. Killer chair. Uh, Barca lounger. They didn't ask yeah, Barca lounger. The killer chair, right? Yeah. I mean, like, how's that worse than killer sofa? <laughs> because I'll tell you why. Because I, I hear killer chair and I immediately think of uh, you know somebody oh. in the hot seat getting electrocuted by the state. That's uh, so. So they didn't want. <laughs> they didn't want to uh, confuse their market with. Uh, oh no! I don't want to see this. This is about a, a, a crazy electric chair that kills people. You know, and the state runs it, and and it's not even sentient. It's just a thing you plug into the wall, and it, and it tortures people to death with to really hot it. electricity that travels through their body. Nobody wants to see that. The killer sofa, fucking a. Hey, do these guys? Because I didn't get past the first five minutes. Do, do these do these cops become major oh, yeah. characters? Because they show up to to tell these ladies that their boyfriend, uh, uh, you know, was was uh, mm-hmm. chopped up. Apparently, a while ago, because now his feet are. They're blue. on the case. They're like, um, you know, they're like uh, the detectives. They're like uh, Danny uh, uh, Glover uh, in uh, the first Saw yeah. film. You know, they're they're on the case. Danny Glover's in the first Saw movie? Because I saw the first Saw movie, and now you're telling me that an actor that I enjoy and probably should remember when he's in things yes. was in it. I feel I feel even he worse was now. The... Is this why we get together once a month is so I can feel less than? <laughs> I've told you this before, and I, I'm not saying you're doing it on purpose, but I am saying you may not be playing into my better angels, you know, as far as me feeling I, I, good I, about myself. Again, I apologize. And we're all our brother's keeper. Let's remember. She looks great in that dress. Uh, Why is she wearing it? Does it become a thing? They're in a theater. Yeah, she was like, oh right, she was dancing. Dancing. She's a dancer. She is a dancer. Mm. And she and later on, see, I remember this. Later on, she'll she'll writhe uh, rather sexually in the uh, lazy boy recliner. Which is my actually my favorite part of, of the movie. It's pretty funny. When this cop uh, saw his wardrobe and, and said, yeah, I like the tie. It says cop, the, the collared shirt. That's good. This jacket? And they said, I'm sorry, did you want to bring a better jacket? <laughs> and he said, okay, okay. Or do you think that's his jacket? Uh, I don't know. Because it looks to me like the kind of a jacket that an actor would think was was perfect, and 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 then the costume de- de- designer would say, "Ah, uh, try this other thing." I I mean, what do you think of this production? You've seen the whole movie. Do you think uh, do you think they had a costume designer? Uh, I think probably there was a wardrobe consultant of some kind. Uh, but again, I don't know. I've never been to New Zealand, 
and I'm not aware of what their detectives dress like. This guy could be dressed exactly like all the Kiwi homicide detectives. I don't know. I've seen a promo, so so I don't want to flaunt my expertise here, but I've seen a trailer for a cop TV show set in New Zealand. And they wore those very photogenic, it was two ladies, and they both wore uh, sort of a three-quarter length kind of kind of form-fitted, uh, 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 kind of like a, an overcoat type mm-hmm. thing. So, so I don't know, man. I don't know either. I, I don't know about your theory. Well, now this guy's shirt is obviously from uh, America. Do people from other places wear shit this ugly? Do you think that's a uh, like a Maori, like a traditional thing? Am I insulting an entire culture now? Because this fucking shirt—it's—it's it's, we- it's about weird. to make me turn off this movie a second time. <laughs> I didn't get this far. I did not get this far, and he's not only that; he's got a fucking mandala around his neck. Well, he's uh, he's got psychic abilities, as you see. He's mm. touching the killer. Oh, chair, is, sofa. Is is this the uh, the rabbi that I read about in the in the synopsis? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because okay. it's uh, this is uh, well, I was surprised when I first uh, saw this uh, that it's that it is a Dybbuk film. Wow. Well, and out of New Zealand. See, it truly is a global uh, People world. are really making more and more <laughs> Dybbuk movies, you know, because why should the Christians uh, get all the demon possessions? Why can't Jewish people have them too? Uh, my favorite Dybbuk is in that Coen Brothers movie. The the uh, It's the beginning of... A simple man, no, a, a something man. A, oh, uh, a simple man, strong man, a serious, serious man. man, serious right, man, right. a s- serious man. Uh, and 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 yeah, there's a Dybbuk part at the beginning that's super scary. Really? I Remember? never watched that movie. Uh, this, never saw this, it. This, uh, it's it's so good, so good. Uh, very hard to watch. I found it very difficult. Uh, it's just about one of these fuck up characters that keeps fucking up. Mm. You know, one of these Coen Brothers things, and. Uh, uh, Boy, it's hard. It's got a hard bite. Really? Anyway, there's a Dybbuk in it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing that about the movie. Two, probably. sounded depressing. That's why I didn't see it. It's uh, It's got the best ending of any movie ever. And I've only said that about 20 or 30 movies, so you know it's true. What about, what about true. Cop starring James Woods, though? <laughs> what does he say when he, when, he, when, he, when he throws out this spent shell? Right before he says... He he says, says uh, he fuck goes. It. He goes. Fuck you. I got. Fuck, I got. Fuck cops. The bad fuck. guy says, uh, "Well, you're a cop. You got to take me in." And, and James Woods, yeah. his cop, says, "Oh, I got good news and bad news." Yeah. The good news is you're right. I'm a cop, and I got to take you in. The bad news is I'm on suspension, and I don't give a fuck. And then he he shoots oh. him with a shotgun, and then cocks it, and then it cuts to black, and you hear the bullet casing rolling across the gymnasium floor. Ah, uh, so I didn't actually see him uh, crank out that shotgun casing. It's 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 an audio. No, I think is that what you're telling I'm, me? I, it's awesome. been a while since I watched Cop, which I should probably just get out of here and put that on. Uh, but, you know? but I'm pretty. I don't know if you see uh, the. He does cock the gun in the shot, ejecting the shell. So I think he does eject the right. shell, but then it cuts to black, and you hear the the shell drop onto the floor, and that happens. In dark. That's that's 
You just you just gave me everything I need from that movie. Now I don't have to watch it for another eight years. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. That's the whole reason you... Because I watched this with my dad. We both really liked it. And then I watched it years later. And I was like, I don't like this as much. And so it's depressing. Just like... Heavy oh right, metal. the heavy metal movie, which is behind earlier. your head on your uh, on your sh- giant yeah, shelf. I guess it's movies. one of the one of many. I didn't have a screen big enough to, uh, and and I didn't know we were doing Zoom today. I thought we Probably, were doing yeah. the, the Streamyard, and so so I didn't think I could do a background. So I, I just figured this is the flattest background I have. This the screen covers uh, uh, a pile of laundry. And a cat, I think, and then the rest of it is just these <laughs> stupid movies that uh, that I bought when I thought that technology could not get any more sophisticated than a DVD, which had both a widescreen side and oh, a pan uh, scan side. Uh, boy, uh, do you remember? Remember that? And, and oh, none of boy, them are none so of them excited. are enhanced for widescreen TVs, so it's like a little a little <laughs> tiny window <laughs> within your TV yeah. where you. It's. It's a lot of movies, and most of them are streaming. So occasionally, I'll go, "Oh, three ninety nine! I own uh, this uh, on a on an Anchor Bay DVD from nineteen ninety two, and this will probably work fine." And uh, Anchor Bay is the worst for not enhancing their movies. No, yeah, they they uh, they, they, they were. They're, uh... they're they're all. If you can watch them at all, they're a little tiny thing in the middle of the screen. And it's very. Are they even? Do they still distribute shit? Anchor Bay is that still? I don't know, but they, they were uh, the most frustrating company because uh, they found weird shit sometimes. You know, they had a lot of normal uh, mainstream movies, but sometimes it'd be the only place that you could get a copy of something. Like, they had a copy of, uh, of uh, that one with Nick Nolte and Powers Booth and their... their Extreme Prejudice? Cop, of course, and one's a drug dealer. Yeah, and Anchor Bay had the only, uh, you know, uh, DVD of that for a while that I could find. And it was yeah. The, I, was and that Anchor uh, Bay? I thought that was. I thought that was. I think that was. Was artisan. it not? I'm telling a goddamn story, Todd. It doesn't have to be a true story. You know, I'll get every fact wrong between now and the end of the movie. I already got the movie wrong. I didn't even fucking watch it. I'm such ah. Oh look, it's a boyfriend scaring me while I'm in the shower. Now uh, I gotta say, I'm I'm not biting the hand that feeds me. I really appreciate. Oh, it's the girlfriend. With the mm-hmm. killer clown mask, uh, but but when I brought you uh, a movie to watch on this show that had uh, you know a, a significant other scaring uh, another significant other in the shower, and then and, and then he rapes her, and then it turns out no, it's just a significant other, uh, which you'll remember was the uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, what the hell is that with the with the rotten eggs and uh, Wings Hauser is in it and he sells his daughter uh, or something uh, uh, for 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 rotten egg uh, psychedelics. Yeah, what is it? Uh, the 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 rapture, the rupture, the r- ruining. ruining. Yes, that's the it. Ruining, ruining. I think it's called right. Uh, and and in this, we didn't even get to see her tits, man. Well, I, yeah. The girlfriend surprised her in the shower and she already had a towel on for some reason. I'm Why do you sorry. do this to me? I'm sorry, Jason. I like to rant against, oh, no, there's a rape scene, and then I'll go on for 15 minutes about how fucked up it is and how morally uh, wrong it is uh, for them to show me a rape scene that might titillate me because I don't like that about myself, Todd. And then you've, 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 you've driven all the way around that possibility and given me a movie about two completely dressed, maybe not even lesbians. No, they're, what they're the not. Fuck? They're not. She, uh, oh, the, the, uh, the dancer lady has a boyfriend. I thought he was cut up in little pieces. No, there's some other guy 
who brought the chair in. I don't know. Oh. I can't remember. All I know is... Your audio is going weird sometimes. Mine is right now? Uh, it does sometimes. I think it's oh, when you oh. move. I, I don't know why that would be. It's not when you move. It's just something. What is it doing? And what it's probably it me. <laughs> a little bit on the huh. end of your words. I mean, then I went this way, and then I went... But it doesn't do it very often. And you know what? Anybody who's watched this far loves <laughs> us. They're watching not because they're having a good time, but because they want to support you, Todd. They want you to feel good about what you're doing with your afternoon. It's one thirty it on a Wednesday. Thursday. See? I almost lost a day. Maybe that's why I didn't watch past the first five minutes of the movie. Because I basically lost yesterday anyway. Oh, and baby brings my coffee that I left in the microwave and didn't leave frame to go get. Thank you, honey. You're such a winner. Why does she stay with me, Todd? I don't know. You're lucky. You're very, very lucky. She brings you coffee and stuff. I am lucky. She brought me coffee. It's it's too hot to drink. Wait. It's too hot. It's too hot. So there's the sofa. Uh, and and somebody had... had uh, given her this sofa? Somebody willed it to her? How did she uh, get it? Because they went into that storage space to get it, and it had somebody's name on it? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought the name on it was the guy who got chopped or chopped up the guy or the guy who got chopped up at the beginning. I think... But again, when you've only seen the first five minutes of a movie in protests, it's hard to tell what's yeah, going on. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I forgot about the details of what got the chair to her place. I could have sworn some guy brought it over. But I think the guy who was getting chopped up was uh, a, a bad person. I think he was like a serial killer or something. He looked nicer than the guy that was chopping him up. But maybe that's... See, they're down in the Southern Hemisphere. It's different. Yeah. I've never been yeah. down there either. I don't know. Uh-oh. Is she This is the caressing performance art? Lazy Boy. Yeah. Oh, the She's lazy reclining. boy's got holes in it, so she can stick her fingers in Is it. Is this That's the way you right. recline in your chair, uh, Jason? Uh, very sensuously? Uh, exactly like this, except my penis is sticking <laughs> up in the air. But other than that, this is exactly the way it happens. That's why we bought the screen. Corey just puts it around my chair sometimes. Because, uh, hey man, a comfortable recliner. Do you do a recliner? I mean, do you have a, a designated recliner for yourself? Are you a couch well, man? What I, do you I mean, do? usually when I'm watching TV, uh, I'm on the couch because my wife, uh, you know, designed the, the the layout of our living room, and my my recliner, okay. which was a relaxed the back chair, um, was mm -hmm. unceremoniously moved away from the television and into the sunroom, uh, where I sit on it and read. But I don't get to watch my TV. Sometimes I drag it into the living yeah, room she, so I can she, sit in it. She gave you a great gift. I, so so uh, let me ask you, are you reading more oh, now? And I sit in the chair a lot less because that's no. not where the TV is, Jason. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you 100% on that. But like... I keep thinking lately because let's say Corey and I will have an argument and then I'll go, I don't want to watch TV with her tonight. 
And then one of us will go in the other room, almost always her, because she's so fucking <laughs> passive-aggressive, and then I get stuck with the movie all night, and then I get to feel guilty about being the one that gets to watch the movie. And I'll think to myself, I never do this, but I think to myself, ah, you know, I don't need a TV. I could just sit around and read. I have all these books. I could just read books I've already read, and that makes me feel good, and then I can read new books. And that always makes me feel good, too. And I feel smarter. And if I don't like a book, I can throw it across the room. And it makes a solid thwack when it hits something. Whereas when I throw a DVD or even a Blu-ray. Yeah. And they're expensive. Uh, they don't make any satisfying no. noises. And also all. you could scratch your disc and then it won't yeah. play well. If I'm throwing it, it's probably what I want. That's you know, I, There's some things that you want to... Some some what is it in Fight Club? Uh, sometimes you just want to destroy something mm-hmm. beautiful, like Jared Leto's mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. face. Speaking of Jared Leto's face, uh, James Woods, who you brought up earlier, uh, if he wasn't so fucking like personally repellent, right? He, that that was always part of his charm. Ah, he's an ugly guy, and I I like yeah, he's ugly, you know, like sweaty, and then of course, cocaine-driven guys. Yeah. Those are what he played. Well, an everyman, sure, sure. you know, for an sure. everyman for America. And I saw the other day, uh, boy, I'm killing so many birds with this stone, the uh, Raid on Entebbe. Do you ever no. see this TV movie from the 70s? Shot in my uh, adoptive hometown of Stockton uh, at the Stockton Airport, which is surrounded by agricultural fields and uh, apparently looked enough like the Uganda Airport uh, to shoot a whole movie there. Uh, with Yafet Kato oh, nice. in it, playing playing Idi Amin, the uh, general head secretary president of uh, Uganda. How does his How where, does his Amin uh, uh, weigh against Forrest Whitaker's Oscar winning Idi Amin? I did him I did him within a week recently, and I got to say, uh, Yafet Kato is the best actor who ever played Idi Amin, except for Idi Amin. And we saw last night, uh, we watched uh, the General Idi Amin Dada, A Self-Portrait, which is by that French or Belgian director who did uh, Barfly and Mm -hmm. a couple other things. Anyway, he did this thing in the 70s. Stop fighting each other, cats. Stop it. (laughs) And then they... uh, uh, Anyway, in 1970-something, some black Septemberists hijacked... uh, an El Al flight in Greece, and uh, it was full of uh, Israelis and, and other people, tourists and stuff. And, uh, and they hijacked it and flew it uh, to Uganda. And Idi Amin said, "This is great. Come on in. I'll, uh, I'll negotiate a peace with everybody because I'm a cannibal, and so I'm probably the perfect guy to do that." And they made a movie about it, in which Charles Bronson shows up and kills everybody there. And uh, Idi Amin wisely was not there. Uh. Uh, when this happened, because this all more or less, more or less happened. And then later they made uh, a, a bigger budget movie with Chuck Norris about this incident and called it Delta Force and made it the Americans who went in and saved the people. Uh, but essentially everything that happens at Delta Force happens in the raid on Entebbe because it happened in Israel uh, on the way to uh, Uganda. And is... Uh, uh, uh Robert Forrester in that one as well uh, in Brownface. <laughs> no, uh, it's um, one of the seven, uh, one of the Magnificent Seven, Horst Buchholz, uh, in 
perfectly. Uh, you know, he's he's a German, but he's very dark, and, and he, he he often played uh, uh, Mexicans in in. Uh, spaghetti westerns and stuff so so he's already it's odd because he's a very uh dark and latin looking guy who is german and speaks perfect german has actually kind of german cheekbones and nose he's you know he's one of these amazingly beautiful multiracial people uh so no he didn't have to do any any brown face he already looked like this weird german that would hijack an airplane and ended up getting shot Mm -hmm. by israelis uh in uganda yeah uh Everybody's in this movie. It's like it's got the cast of a disaster movie: Martin Balsam and uh, uh, Peter Finch. All these, you know, fairly serious heavyweights in this weird TV movie that I guess everybody wanted to do because, uh, you know, it was for a good cause. It was about, and what's a, what's a better cause than killing Palestinians? Right? <laughs> everybody likes that. So, so, so they made this thing, and it's uh, it's delightful. And James Woods plays, I think. Uh, the only guy, the the only Israeli uh, commando who gets killed oh, okay. on the raid, and if it's not him, it should have been because it's fucking James Woods, <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the idea, but the the sight of uh, James Woods running around, you know, uh, intentionally firing machine guns at Muslims, is uh, something to see these days through the kaleidoscope of uh, historical uh, self destruction. Well, yeah, the action genre yeah. in particular is one that it, you know it, it it's not it's a little dicey as far as uh, time is concerned. But I guess you know you go back and you you get you got to yeah, shoot somebody. Gotta you got to make somebody the somebody's bad guy. Got to get shot. And if it's if if you're really stuck, make it the British Empire. <laughs> yeah, that's the you know they're all white. They're they're tall and they're arrogant. They're yeah, well, or not tall. just go with the, even works in just outer go space. with the Nazis, you know, easy peasy. Sure, easy peasy. Sure, but then you have to set it. Then then you you've got a, like a fifteen year window to set your movie. Whereas the British Empire, you can do it from you know like the fifteenth century all the way to well up to World War. II. Well, <laughs> after which they were told to but, go back to their. But island you don't have to part. go with the 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 classic. German Nazi uh, of the that the Hitler era, you could go with the American Nazis that we have have now, the the neos. Uh, who's that asshole that did the that did the uh, Black Power salute to all these white fat guys that were standing oh, outside the Capitol? Yeah, Jordan, Jim Jordan. Is that Jim Jordan? Yeah, I guess you could make a Jim Jordan movie, and yeah, you'd have to set it now. <laughs> Even though it's obviously an anachronism, <laughs> Jim, I love the idea of a Jim Jordan movie. <laughs> he's he's tall. He's chiseled. You know, he's uh, he's a powerful man. Do we know if he ever shared a Venmo girl with uh, Matt Gates? Because didn't they come up to, uh, together? Aren't they both pretty junior? Yeah, but did, uh, but Jim Jordan's scandal was about was it like about molesting people on a swim team or something? Uh, oh, that's right. How how hard is it to stop a Republican from molesting somebody and holding public office at the same time? It seems like these people should be able to make a decision. <laughs> They're always telling other people to choose, you know. Uh, choose life is one of their favorite ones. Now, I, I tell you what, and, and I think this is, this is going to sound like faint praise. It isn't. Uh, I'm using a 32-inch uh, television for a computer monitor since... 
it's a little bit tougher than the other things that I mm -hmm. keep putting holes in. And then, uh, so, so I have this, the, a pretty big uh, picture area. And so I have two nice size, you know, widescreen images now. And I know I'm, I'm narrating, <laughs> like, you know, part of the end of the 20th century to you <laughs> 21 years later. But you have to tolerate it. We're friends. And so I got, I've, I've got all this stuff to look at. I've got some poem I wrote. I've got you. I've got this movie. And the only thing I care about is you, well, Todd. I haven't even looked at the little thumbnail of myself up there in over 15 minutes. Because I uh -huh. just want to know what you're doing. This chair, I tell you. Now, when you saw this and mm -hmm. later thought of me, what did you think? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, the room is full of smoke. Oh, did, he, did the chair push him in the oven? It like pushed happened? him against something and it wrecked his legs. Oh, gosh. It cut his legs off. Oh, oh it's, it's steam. It's not smoke. Or did he I cauterize guess. himself? Oh, my really gosh. This is, oh, yeah. Oh, he elevated Smart. his leg. That's good. You elevate the, the wound. And he and did have something in the oven. In the oven. Burning. What a shame. See. Yeah. See, I thought it should have been his leg. Well, maybe it is. Now, that would be I don't know. Killer. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's true. We only saw his one tourniqueted, uh, elevated uh, compound fracture. Ooh. And in the smoke of the burnt pot roast, uh, <laughs> in his, in his uh, crypt, it really a uh, dead Cthulhu who waits dream. There, I have a really, a really that nice chair. view from that apartment, though. Yeah, it's a really nice apartment. But dancing apparently pays in New yeah, Zealand. They're they're into the arts there. We were looking at the uh, cast list of this uh, last night. While you know, after I had refused to watch any any more of it, uh, I looked at the cast list a little bit, and and everybody has you know Peter Jackson on their CV in uh, in New Zealand, and we were wondering whether you, you know at a certain point you're a Kiwi actor, and yeah, you've, you know, sure, you've, you, of course you did your Peter Jackson movies, but you know you also have this other stuff. I wonder if you just stop putting Peter Jackson on your resume, like as soon as you say that you're from. Uh, what they have a town there, right? New Zealand. Yeah. Is it Auckland? Is it Auckland? Yeah. Yeah. Or is that still? Or is that still uh, Australia? There? I, I, don't I don't even know. know. Those crazy, crazy kids down there. But uh, what would you, you know, how would you justify a movie like this? What were you thinking? How, why did you watch this? Because your family is really good about stopping. No, yeah, this was, uh, you know, something I, I had. I had an hour and twenty minutes to myself. Which doesn't happen very often because, you know, my my wife is That's teaching in the other room a lot of the time and my, my son's in school. Uh -huh. So, you know, I don't get – so this one – they were getting like allergy shots or something. So I had an hour 20 minutes, you know, to sit and like wolf down a scotch and watch a movie. And because – because I have a history of watching crap movies on Prime, you know, they're like, because you like this, you might like this. And I was like, killer sofa? Really? I'm your mama, I'm your daddy. Yeah. They're pushing you, man. Yeah, they're they pushing you. They're, they're forcing you to uh, smoke these movies. Yeah, it's not it's fair. It's awful. It's not fair. That's not what I said. <laughs> One of the problems that I find with Prime is uh, Prime is better than most of the other streaming services at making me hate myself just while I'm looking uh -huh. at the menus. 
right? All, I, all, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm doing is scrolling. Is, oh, yeah, you, you got me. That is something I would want to watch. That is a terrible piece of shit. Oh, look, and that's an Oscar movie, which you, after 50 fucking reprehensible Russ Meyer type, you know, lower lower depths type horrible trash cinema uh you know they'll they'll give me you know uh something with i don't know something with an oscar attached and i'll go you think so well of me thank you so much i appreciate it because i thought you just thought i like movies about giant ants but now it turns out you think i'm uh you think i'm kind of smart that's nice of them that's good but mostly i just look at this wall you know of just, just what's occupying your screen at any one moment could be, you know, thumbnails of 30 movies that you've already seen and that were okay and that you've already watched too often to ever yeah. fucking watch again because they weren't that good in the first place. They were, they were good movies, you know, and that's what's on Prime. Thousands and thousands and thousands of things that I've already seen and I go, what have I done? What have I done? What's my life? What do they do? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Well, and now Ooh, that I've watched this, I've uh, here I am watching it again. I, that's it's really going to fuck up my algorithms. Yeah. But the last time I went on there, you know, it was like immediate. It was like because you enjoyed Killer Sofa or you watched Killer Sofa, they didn't they didn't think I enjoyed it. It <laughs> 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 was watching. You watched it. Not, not that uh, optimistic. And now I have like hey, an uh, endless uh, list of and it, it, there's so many inanimate objects that are killing people out there there's a killer pinata oh, yeah. there's a killer. did you watch did you watch rubber i've seen yeah, rubber i, I saw rubber in the theater hey, so yeah like really of course you did but like rubber was yes, in was. theaters where yeah, i saw theater? it at the uh at the uh the sunset uh, five the lamely so if you don't know uh rubber is about a it's a murderous tire, tire. But it's it's a weird so movie. The tire runs around, chorus, kills people. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch it. I watched like the credits, and 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 then there's a guy who comes on and starts telling you what a wacky movie you're about to watch, and he's on for long enough that I just stopped watching the movie. <laughs> uh, uh, does I he come remember. back? The this sort of this like host? No, it's chorus? a bunch of people in the yeah, desert who like or like show up, and Wings Hauser's there. Wings Hausers yes. and rubber? Pretty sure. God damn it. All right, I'll watch it. <laughs> Fuck it. What am I what am I gonna do? Of course. Uh, okay. Uh, pop quiz, hot shot. Uh, what's the best Cole Hauser Cole? vehicle? Best movie Cole Hauser has ever done Star- good work in? in. Like even it, it even if he's not the titular star, uh, what's I, what's the best uh, encapsulation of? Hey, that's a that's an actor. That's not just you know he's not just pretty. That guy can act a little bit. Uh, do you have one that that, that 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 would be your go-to if people came and said we need a guy who looks exactly like this and they showed you a picture of Cole Hauser, except we want somebody who can act. What movie would you show them to show them that Cole Hauser? Could act. Um, well, definitely not that last Die Hard movie. Uh, not that. Yeah, not that. Not not it. Not no. his fault. I don't think. I don't think any. Nothing that happened in that movie could be attributed to uh, any one man. But uh, uh, what else? I guess. I mean, 
He's in such B movie fair. Yeah. He just doesn't get the chance, is my point. He just doesn't have a fucking chance in hell to, 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 to swing anything because there's nothing, they don't give him anything to do. They make him go through doors with his, with his gun yeah. ready, you know? And he's, he's that's, that's it. That's all he I mean, I guess, to do. I it's guess like Matt Pitch Mick- Black. That's what I would tell them to watch. Me too. That's mine. Because he's, he's given a little bit of stuff to do yeah. and he handles all of it, you know? And, and and it's true for Vin Diesel, too. This is one of the reasons this is such a brilliant movie, is that it makes these two guys who are normally, you know, fine, yeah. pretty good. And, and, and Keith David, on the other hand, exactly Keith David, just like he always is. He's just solid. He never changes, never goes up and down. Most of the acting in this movie, the, the girl that plays the pilot, the Rada Mitchell, um, you know, she's just exactly yeah. Rada Mitchell. But these two fucking, you know, kind of kind of lumbering, low forehead, you know, jock hero types, they're never as good as they are in this no. movie. And then other David Toohey movies, by the way, fucking suck. You know, they're terrible. They got nothing good going on in them. What's I don't that know. about? These are the questions. He's, I come to you, man. We're beyond Thursday. Uh, the Chronicles of Riddick and Riddick, the sequels to Pitch Black, what are other Toohey movies? Arrival is that with Charlie Sheen? Arrival uh, is, or? is that's Char- Charlie Sheen and uh, Mamet's wife uh, uh, and and Ron Lindsay Silver and, and 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 Joel Ron Silver is so fucking good in that uh, and I I loathe him personally for his politics and his creepiness uh, uh, but I that, that guy yeah that guy's did you so ever good. see that did you ever see if that it, pilot that didn't go Heat Vision and Jack. Try uh, what? look no. it up. I, I wonder if it's on YouTube or something. It, it's probably out there somewhere. It's Heat called Vision, Heat Vision and, and Jack. Jack. Okay, and it stars uh, Jack Black and uh uh-uh, uh you're fucking Jack kidding. Black and Owen Wilson. And if I remember correctly, huh. I can't remember who who one of them is on screen. And uh, yeah, Ron Silver. I, I'm pretty sure Jack Black is. Is it Jack Black that's the voice? One of them is the voice of the motorcycle. Um, okay. And, and, and they're, you know, they have like superpowers together or something. And then Ron Silver plays Ron Silver. But what is revealed is he's like a, like a super criminal bond level mastermind supervillain. Yeah. You know, a spy yeah. supervillain type. And that's his real. Well, if Ron Silver's in that movie, well, yeah, that's and who Ron he's Silver sure. is what the joke is is that Ron Silver's whole acting career is a cover. It's all just a cover. Yeah. He's really uh, That's cool. awesome. That's what was missing from JCVD is that they, you know, he should have been doing the blow <laughs> throughout the the uh, bank robbery. He should have just been like, you know, I'm not going to get the money to my kid. I'm fucking stuck here. Does anybody have a key? <laughs> Anybody anybody want to bump? I got uh, actually I'm doing pretty good here. But then it, that would have and then that, that would be what it was about. And then he ends up, you know, joining the kidnappers cuz he's all high and he's you know talks them into it cuz he gets them high. And you know, then it's there's actually some interflow between his actual life. You know, like being John Malkovich, that's really John mm. Malkovich. You know, that is his life. It's a fucking documentary and we know this mm-hmm. and that's why it works. Speaking of but which, if uh, JCVD had done cocaine, better. 
that would have diluted yeah. the impact of the monologue where he raises up out of the movie and, and starts crying. No, he should have been shooting up. He should have been tapping. He should have been tapping vain uh, during that monologue, and that, and said exactly what he says. You know, I had my times. I'm not like that anymore. I don't. I don't do this shit. There's a reason that my kid didn't get the check on time. Just. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm not like that anymore. And then they, they slowly, you know, they dolly down again, and he's he's now he's just high in the bank robbery. Much better. So that sounds awesome. This he this uh, Jack, this, yeah. this horrible pilot yeah. that you described. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I want to see it now. Oh no! What's being sucked into the? Uh, is that a food processor? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's got I an hate eyeball a food processor with an eyeball in it. That's so terrible. Oh, the hair is so. The, bad. You know, New Zealand the horror movies, gross. low low budget horror movies. They they try to really deliver on the gore. I think because of. Uh, a bar set by Peter Jackson's early films that you know, which nobody could possibly. Well, you meet. don't have the money. I mean, you can't yeah. get. Uh, what's the one after Bad Taste? De- the well, one uh, Brain Dead or Dead Alive? De- dead, yeah, Dead Alive. Well, Brain Dead know. is the uh, original. Jesus title Christ, Dead Alive. It, yeah, Brain Dead is, is it what really? it's called in other uh, markets in the U.S. Well, they can't call it that here. We have a brain dead. <laughs> I don't know why they change it. Well, I guess Fra- Frank Henenlotter already oh, brain dead. Yeah. You know, we, I thought that was brain uh, damage. You can't. Uh... Oh shit! Okay, well then, why didn't they just call it? Brain I don't know. Maybe dead? it That's was. Uh, uh, you know, when that come out in the eighties, so maybe the marketing people yeah. in the United States decided that brain dead was kind of too offensive a term. <laughs> It sounded too much, too much like the Reagan years. We can't. Yeah, we can't you can't say, say brain dead to America. The president is brain dead. <laughs> Fucking the president. The president's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. Keep him down. Be cool. Be cool. He's coming. Uh, Hello, Mister <laughs> President. Did uh, 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 so? Yeah, I we we canceled Criterion Collection uh, and got HBO to watch the King Kong movie, and uh, it's. Uh, uh, so 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 I'm I'm quickly watching all the Criterion movies I can uh, because you know for a month or two until I get Criterion again I won't have access to the starter kit for all your art movies and all this bullshit set in fucking neo realist Italy I, uh, I tried to watch uh, some neo realism the other day do you do you have a favorite neo realist uh, I don't know Todd? give me examples. Robert what, is Brisson. It? what did Robert Brisson do? Robert Brisson directed Balthazar, oh. which is a movie about a donkey that uh, is beaten, abused, worked to death, and then shot. And then he kind of stands in a field and gets rained on until he dies of an infection. Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> Sounds hit. Sounds like a blast. Uh, I, I, I watched, I watched Rome Open City by Roberto Rossellini. Which uh, uh, has an amazing performance by Anna Magnani as this lady who's not really a prostitute. She's just a you know a widow with a kid, and the Germans are occupying Rome, and it's fucked up. And she's kind of working with the underground, and uh, and she's uh, you know her friends uh, 
in trouble and her kid is in trouble keeps you know he's a little boy but he keeps blowing up germans and shit and it's terrifying and you don't get to see any of the cool part they just run back into this one apartment and go ah we blew up the germans and because uh, it's a uh, movie uh astonishingly was mostly shot during the german occupation and it's about the underground oh, fighting wow. the germans now what the fuck am i going to say bad about you that you can't say this that. is amazing that's astonishing it's like those amazing Powell and Pressburger movies they made in 1942 while they were getting fucking buzz-bombed constantly, you know? Uh, how did they do it? I don't know. But still, uh, when Anna Magnani, about three-quarters into the movie, gets machine-gunned in the street, um, you go, well, I didn't quite see that coming because, you know, these Nazis, bad as they are, I didn't think they were going to shoot the lead of the right. fucking picture. And then... Oh, so I guess now the picture gets handed to that priest who's this, uh, uh, apparently he's a, uh, an Italian stand-up comic who, who plays this astonishing performance of this priest who is working with the underground and has to deal with the Nazis and is kind of this go-between and gets caught finally. And they're like, uh, well, we shot Anna Magnani. What do you think of that? And he's like, listen, man, I'm a Catholic priest. I'm also a great humanist. I'm not going to break down for you. I'm not going to tell you the names. Okay, we're going to shoot you. And he's like, okay, well, if you have to shoot a priest, you have to shoot a priest. So these are the Italian Nazis, right? So these are the Italians that are working for the Germans and the Germans uh, won't really stand there and and watch him shoot this priest. You know they got a they got a firing squad. And the, the Germans leave, and you're like, okay. And the Italians line up and they 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 aim at the priest. And uh, the kids go up to the fence and they're all whistling through the fence and they're like, ah, you can't shoot a priest, you can't shoot a priest. And all the Italians are like, yeah, we can't shoot a priest. And uh, so they all shoot him and they miss on purpose and then the German comes back and shoots mm -hmm. the priest in the head and then there's some oh, more of the movie that's that's Rome Open City uh, by Roberto Rossellini who what uh, movie is it where uh, there's a uh, yeah, the, the Nazis make a priest shoot people or they make the priest decide who they're going to shoot I can't remember Oh yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, the priest has to. Isn't it? Uh, is it Liam Neeson's or uh, one of the uh, one of those nineties? Uh, what What's going on out of the blanket? I, I was again. I was more bewitched by your pretty face than any sex that might be in this movie. And it looks like people are fucking under a blanket. And now yeah. there's an iron. I involved. think I think he's having oh, sex no. with the chair cushion or something. I see. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it didn't look like there were room no, for No, no, I people, think it's quite. somebody humping well, in a something. chair. You know. Some people do okay. that. Chair humping. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. When I was, a, how did you start masturbating? Did you rub on things? Because I guess uh, in terms of child development, uh, boys and girls play with their genitals a lot. But then in, in adolescence, uh, girls tend to rub on things, and then boys tend to play with themselves with their hands, is what I read. And I, I started masturbating by rubbing on things. Well, I don't know. So, you know, I'm, con I'm yeah, conflicted I mean, this way. I, I mean, the first time that I, you know, did it in earnest and to fruition, it was, it was uh -huh. about a hand mm -hmm. and porno magazines. Uh, but uh, when I was younger, before that sort of thing happened, I do remember that I had a, uh, a stuffed animal. It was a it was a bunny. Mm -hmm. 
that I called mm. chocolate. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he was brown, uh, he was pink on the bottom, and then brown all, all over the rest of them. And I would jam them, uh-huh. you know, in between my legs, like snugly against my junk. And then I would tear out his hair. Mm-hmm. So, like, eventually my chocolate... Uh, <laughs> Was like missing lots of hair. That's a good story. That's 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 great. That's better than that's better than I got. Actually, it's not. But I'm not going to tell the story. (laughs) uh, I'm thinking of. But there, there's there's something about those wonder years, right? Because I've had a lot of girlfriends uh, say, "Oh yeah, there was a vase at my grandma's house that was smooth, and it was you know, and and oh yeah, there were you know, and and." A lot of people have these uh, stuffed animals and favorite blankets and pillows and things, and uh, uh, the 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 exuberant joys of adolescence, right? Where you you commit to saying, "Well, this is new, and it seems to work better than this other shit," because I'm all freaked out because I'm a teenager. Ah, and you know, you try something new. Those things. You never forget those things, right? And that's why so much porn is aimed at uh, adolescence. It's aimed at arrested development. Ah, uh, yeah, remember when you were hot for that older woman that was your mm-hmm. friend's mother? Here's a whole bunch of that. And then, oh, you uh, remember, uh, you know, wanting to cop a feel from Jenny, and Jenny was dating a jock? Well, here's one that looks just like Jenny, and she <laughs> takes it up the ass from guys who look <laughs> just like you. In fact, they're your age. You know, uh, but most of this shit, is, it seems to me, is pointed at adolescence and, and this kind of obsession that we get with the Yeah, actually, that makes a know? lot of sense. I, 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 I guess before you said that, I was just assuming there were a lot of... Uh, uh, Matt Gates is out there, uh, and uh, <laughs> but <coughs> no, I find way. that uh, the the times that uh, things are most exciting are are these moments of discovery and these moments of uh, 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 revelation. Those things are you know if you don't have those in the movie, if you don't have the scene where they figure out the killer sofa and they realize you know maybe I sit around mm-hmm. too much because I'm sure that's coming. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's the guy yeah. with the good haircut. He had way too good of a haircut when he showed up at the beginning. So I just, I assumed he was going to die. I like this, uh, actor. This girl is good. She, she, uh, so far hasn't made me want to laugh. And she's been in scenes in this with two or three other actors who are all kind of doing that dead eye thing. And they're not quite <laughs> sure why they're there. And so far she's been good all the time. <laughs> Yeah, That's she's doing a, a decent Thumbs job. up, girl yeah. with nose ring. Well mm. done. Yeah, the chair just dumped that guy off the... Uh, somehow it dragged him away. Yeah, it sure did. It got him, him off the roof. into itself and then pushed him off. Well, that's one of the joys of working with a, a, a practical set dressing. Mm-hmm. You know? Is it, it, in post, you can do all this wacky shit. In, with a practical, you got to show it. And so you get somebody in that chair, and oh, I'm picking him up now. And then, the, uh, well, I'm not really, I'm playing a dead guy, but actually I have to manipulate the chair and seem like I'm dead. That's yeah. acting. That's hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you got you to gotta respect her for, for playing it straight and not, not camping it up. Because this is the kind of movie, you know, a killer chair, well, that, you know, people will be over the top. You know, they'll be doing... 
I've asked you this before, uh, but you know, you've been on a lot of sets with a lot of different directors, and how how is it? Because it, it seems to be a, a fairly common thing in uh, bad movies, but not that common in halfway decent stuff. Is when the actors are all on different pages. Some of them are giving big performances. Some of them are giving small interior performances. Uh, what happens on a set? with you that makes you go ah here's the size of my pitch here's here's how big it is here's how small it is and and and, you know how do you associate i mean do you watch what the other actors are doing does a director go no see what he's doing do that i mean as as far as you know so much of my stuff is is guest star i mean it's like commercial you you Mm -hmm. walk into that and they always want things small not over the top but i think they give you that direction because a lot of uh, uh, novices, uh, actors yeah, or, like me. Like, honestly, yeah, when I up. first moved out here, people were telling me that all the time because I was too big. Because I was coming off one off of the stage, but two, yep. I was coming off of watching yep. movies from the nineteen fucking eighties, and the comedies that I grew yeah. up liking. Yeah. Those performances yeah. are yep. fucking big. They're yeah. not small. They're big, and mm-hmm. I think you can do mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. and and still have it feel natural and not forced I, th- I think that's a possible thing uh, so we, yeah. that was a frustration yeah. I had but as far as like guest starring on stuff you just kind of I mean I kind of just feel it out I'm like okay wh- what is this about what's the tone of the you know are people very serious about this is it jokey in between takes you know and you kind of get a sense of what everyone's yeah. doing but like yeah. with hour long network stuff you just you know you you you, you want to keep it generally pretty small you know that's that's the drama mm-hmm. um, comedies it's different you know one of the things that I have a hard time with is is in comedies they are even if it's single camera they are playing it a little bit bigger in a sitcom way and 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 yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't like you know that style. It, it doesn't make me super it's, comfortable. It, 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 uh, did you see? Uh, did we talk about last time this movie, The Shack? I don't think so. Uh, which uh, which which is on HBO. It may be going off at the end of the month. I can't I can't remember. Uh, but that's where I found it uh, with uh, Sam Worthington. Uh, his his daughter is uh, uh, kidnapped, mm-hmm. disappears, and uh, and then they find her body. Well, actually, they never find her body. They find her little her little blood stained clothes, basically, and uh, and he you know he freaks out. His uh, Rada Mitchell is his wife, and she's long suffering. She can't stand it, and uh, uh, he's falling apart. And he gets a letter in the mail. Uh, from the killer or somebody actually it's signed by his wife's pet name for God which is weird but it says hey man I'm up in the cabin you know where we found those clothes I'm waiting for you and he's like what the fuck and apparently this was a huge uh, you know feel good uh, Tuesdays with Maury type bestseller uh, uh, recently Uh, because what happens then is he gets a gun drives up to this middle of nowhere cabin where his daughter was murdered and uh uh God is there in the form of three actors. And uh, one of them is this uh, uh, lady who, uh, in flashbacks, was nice to him when his dad was abusing him as a kid. And uh, what's, the, what's the actor's name, babe? She was... Uh, she was in The Hope. 
She was in the 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 help. Uh, she's she's she, she played Ma uh, Octavia Spencer uh, in that uh, horror movie. Ma Octavia Spencer. Do you know? Is do God, you know that I right? worked she's with Octavia Spencer once? Uh, was it just fucking amazing? She, she was. This like, is like that's a person. She, was, she we both had yeah. similarly small roles on an episode of uh, Becker. Uh, but uh, okay. and I didn't actually have a scene with her. But you know, it's the old school sitcom. You're there for a week with everybody who's in the. You know, so I was hanging yeah. out in a room a lot of okay. the time with her. And, and when I think back on this, it's pretty funny. But I'm hanging out with her and Richard Hatch, the guy who won the not the guy from Battlestar Galactica, yeah. the guy who won the oh. first season of Survivor. Yes, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Uh, Bald guy. So, which is funny to think, because like at the time I didn't give a shit about Richard Hatch because I didn't give a shit about Survivor, and she wasn't famous, but she was right. a wonderful person, but very funny. She's fucking hilarious, you know. Uh, and yeah. So and and she did so much with the small part in that show. So it was cool that it, that I got to. Anyway, back to your. Uh, yeah, apparently people noticed. Uh, oh, wow. You don't have to segue back to me, man. When I hijack your stories, I not only take it into a story about some <laughs> shit I took in 1986, I forget that you were talking. And then I'm like, hey, what's on TV? That might be true. So, uh, might be thank true you for me for if I had... Uh... Octavia Spencer, a, uh, a, a youngish, you know, late 20s, uh, sort of Middle Eastern looking guy, and a young, hot Asian mm. girl. Or God. Or God. And they hang out with him in this uh, fucking cabin in the snow for like a couple of days or something. And he lives with them. And, it, you know, when, when they're around, it's all green and not snowy and dark and fucked up. And your daughter's literal pussy blood is on the floor in a stain over there. You know, uh, instead, it's all green. And, and uh, uh, Octavia Spencer bakes cookies and she has to eat cookies just like. You know, the similarly uh, maternal black lady right. in The Matrix who told Neo that he had to find it within himself. This is the worst fucking shit that you can possibly see, and it's on HBO right now, and I recommend it so strongly that, in fact, uh, I'm going to suggest you okay. watch it next okay. time. What's it called? It's amazing. The, the Shack. Shack. Better write this down. Yeah, uh, it's so, and it's got actors, man. It's got, uh, you know, some money. A lot of CG, and it's the most insane. It, it reminded me immediately of Johnny, the uh, similarly odd-minded uh, Christian fulfillment pick about the uh, uh, quadriplegic lady, oh, right. artist, starring herself. Uh, this is this is kind of like that in that uh, that that weird netherland of, you know, uh, should there be movies for religious people? Yeah, of course they could have. Why shouldn't they have their own? So movie? the shack is it. literally a Christian propaganda movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a Christian propaganda book, and now it's a Christian propaganda movie starring Sam Worthington, who is a Christian propagandist, as it turns out. Although, you know, I've never heard about it before, so good for him. Uh, and he's not so much a Christian propagandist as a guy who said, "Yeah, I'll be in this fucking thing and help produce it." Absolutely. Well, it, with Octavia a cast Spencer like that, it's is as good at yeah, this as she usually like is. With a cast like that, it's sort of surprising. This was a big book. I see. It was I a see. big book. This book, uh, it was, it was, uh, you know how finally they put Nicolas Cage in a reboot of the the oh, Taken series. Uh, left you know, behind. Not Taken. The Taken left Away behind. lifted up. Yeah. Left behind. Sorry. Thank you. 
this was this was one book and it was that big and and people got really excited and did you there was some money did you happen to uh see the story about oh shit i just distracted myself with killer sofa uh, <laughs> I don't know how you did it. I don't think I'm capable well, what was of uh, uh, like Christian propaganda thing. Did you picture. happen to? <laughs> I read this interview with Jamie Kennedy. It, it is it's, seek it out, find it, look up Jamie Kennedy. Okay. And there's this movie that came out, uh, which is why he was being interviewed by some. And, and it, the the person who was interviewing okay. the, the you know entertainment journalist was like. You know, the reason why I'm asking uh-huh. you these questions is, you know, the the, the people in this movie, uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo, John Voight, you know, like is a list of all the, the right wing Christian uh-huh. propagandist people who have no problem yeah. appearing in these movies yeah. all the time. Uh, and he's like, you know, the, you don't bat an eyelid if you hear that John Voight is in this pro-life movie, which is what it mm-hmm. is. It's just a uh-huh. pro-life propaganda Christian movie. And J- Jamie Kennedy's in it. <laughs> and so they're... So the person's just so, so 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 why did you why you doing, why man? why are you in this yeah what what's going what, on what's up? And he's like well you <laughs> know everybody's got a right to their opinion and it's you know it's an important conversation and the more the guy presses Jamie Kennedy he's like okay that's fine but did you understand that's what this was because you know a lot of the facts that it's saying are, are right. they're wrong and you're you're that's the yeah, propaganda yeah. you're and he's like. Well, you know, I mean, they call, they offered me the part. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And like the nice. way he's trying to sound Straight like up. he knows what uh, Jamie Kennedy's very clearly not a hundred percent. But the way he's trying. Well, you know, the, the more the the journalist was talking, he's like, "Yeah, well, I guess I should have, I should have." researched more I should have this is interesting this is interesting I'm it really this is making me think I, you're right now, I should I should be <laughs> now I, it, I, I should be ashamed of this and I am uh, but uh, that kind of admission you know when you realize on camera that you've been you know really dumb right let's say like let's say in this circumstance I might be tempted to just uh, brave it out and say, no, man, you know, these people, has, it's a large percent of the population and they believe this stuff. And if you uh, don't want to hear their lies, then you don't have to watch it, you know, uh, uh, as opposed to saying, fuck, Jesus, you're right. What am I doing? I got, you know, kids. I got kids. I got fucking. Oh, and, you know, you know who else offered me a part this year? Guess who else offered me a part this year? You know, uh, so I. Yeah, I think I probably would have handled that interview. Even and worse and and but I would say that did. the journalist was very um, um, really res- reserved it sounds because uh, they that the bit, journalist did not oh. bring up his New Year's Eve special from a number of years ago, which which what, after what I read this there? interview, I, I mean, is that when we like, lost? Oh, I got to go back and watch. Like uh, Skelton got it for me. It was like a, a, a L.A. local you know TV station. And they did their own New Year's Eve special, like live. You know, start like all the okay. other ones, right. starting at eleven. You know, going until twelve thirty. But the the gimmick was it's happening in L.A. So instead of all the stuff that's usually in New York, and it's it, you know they just rerun it out here. It was real. It's like right. this is L.A.'s New Year's. But the thing is such an amazing train wreck of a production. 
like oh my uh, God. amateur it's hour just or just uh, bizarrely bad. I mean, it starts. Jamie Kennedy, at the very beginning, I don't have. I just have the opening of the show, you know, because somebody recorded it. Somebody obviously was watching, was like, holy shit, I got to record this so I can, you know, right. share it with the world. But it starts and Jamie Kennedy comes out and does the thing that, you know, comedians do. Uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy's comedy is not very good. It's pretty hacky, you know, hacky, politically incorrect <laughs> white guy comedy, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, and it's from a number of years ago, too. But he's like doing his act, and there's sure. in the it, the live broadcast is happening. He's trying to do jokes to the audience. They're distracted because there are crew guys all over the fucking stage <laughs> doing stuff and having conversations next nice. to Jamie Kennedy while he's doing nice. stand up live on TV. <laughs> then they're just like blah 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 that blah. Where, where are we doing? Where are we moving? The and like at one point, Jamie was like, "I have never done stand up." With a couple of just guys on stage, and it's a sh- <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. So it wasn't his show. He was he was an act at this. Uh, he he wasn't hosting he, it. No, he was hosting. He was the host. Jane, Jamie was. It was his opening monologue. And he, and and he he didn't have enough pull to say. Uh, can we get can we get this no. crew? No, and what's today? amazing, you know, and they anybody, do the thing that anybody? they do on network shows where he's like throwing to other people who are like. I'm here. I'm here with these people, and I'm here with these people. And there's one guy who's like, I don't know who he was, but <laughs> like he's clearly so nervous. He's holding the mic, and like they're doing bits with you know professional wrestlers and whatnot. And his hand is like wildly shaking, you know. And he's super energetic. So I'm like, did he? He took some speed or something. So he was on time. It, it's, and then like they cut to commercial, and when they come oh. back. Jamie Kennedy will be on stage, no idea that the show is back, just like talking. And then all of a sudden, oh. someone will tell him, dude, the show's going oh. on. It's great. I can't recommend it enough. That sounds amazing. I mean, I'm going to look on YouTube as soon as we hang up. That's That sounds... You know, I was watching a clip the other day from the, some Norm MacDonald uh, online thing, and he's, he's talking to Jim Carrey, and he... Uh, Jim Carrey brings up something, and Norm Macdonald does what he always does: is say, "Oh yeah, that thing." Uh. <laughs> and then it's like you know, fifteen, twenty <laughs> seconds of dead air, and Jim Carrey goes, uh, "Well, you killed it. Whatever you were gonna say, you just fucked it up." And uh, Norm just keeps going, "No, no, 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 no." No, no. Yeah, you killed it. You sucked all the air out of it, and now the joke is dead. And now you got to bring up something, and you got to bring it. <laughs> oh, you like that? You gotta take all the air out of the room and kill everybody, and then you gotta resurrect him with your fucking joke. And Norm's like, ah, and then Norm was caught, and he giggled a little bit. It was the sweetest thing, you know. But uh, but sometimes that challenge, you know, that uh, comic challenge is is what it takes to get you out of bed, you know? Because because if I'm gonna do this, I might as well do a really hard job. Uh, so maybe Jamie Kennedy was uh, was experiencing some sort of nirvana. Maybe. You know, maybe it was a big breakthrough moment for him to have to work with all these uh, distractions. Yeah, and, maybe. You know, yeah, nobody, whatever. It's fun to watch. Nobody. I will look for it. Uh, hey, now this movie's made one of my favorite decisions, which is to become a movie about people looking at laptop oh, yeah, screens. It's just one of my favorites. So now these cops. Are into they're 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 gonna help her by watching her 
through a hidden camera, and we get to watch them squint at laptops. Nothing less exciting on film, again, with the possible exception of a refugee camp. <laughs> you, you know what's wrong with uh, that, you know, fucking fairly not very important uh, spy game already? Not even one of the better uh, Tony mm-hmm. Scott movies, you know, uh, and, and nobody's finest hour. But uh, it's perfectly fine up until they start hanging out in refugee camps yeah. in Beirut. And then it's just boring. Uh, and then you're like, what happened? And well, you know, the screenwriters could have uh, introduced a little bit more action. And maybe these characters shouldn't have been so thin in the first place. We're going to hang the whole third act on them and all this shit. But what's really happening is that you're just being forced to look at people in cages, which is draining to the spirit. It just takes you out of all this, hey, we're spies, we're running, we're gunning, we're shooting down helicopters. Oh, no, here's actual human Were misery. you glad that they, they didn't spend I mean, the too fuck? much time there then at the end of the siege? <laughs> <laughs> too much time at the refugee camp? Is yeah, there a refugee camp in Bruce- the siege? Oh, I was, I, I was thinking, of, I'm thinking of The Rock. Yes, that's what kills the siege, too. The siege is... I was super impressed with the siege for an hour and like 85 extra minutes. And then there's the other 75 minutes at the end where it's kind of just about being a, a police state. And that's just, yeah, it's enervating. Not only is it is it uh, far more dramatically powerful than any of the hooty goody, you know, fiction made up Hollywood shit that's in it. As soon as you show people in cages... Uh, uh, it's it yeah it's 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 not only too real uh, and and out magnifies everything else you're doing it is not a thing you no. want to see it's like showing a picture of a fucking urinal or showing a picture of somebody you know getting kicked in the head but like for real I watched some somebody posted a video today of homeless people brawling on uh, Venice Beach boardwalk uh, uh, and or Venice Beach anyway and it uh, boy. You may like watching movies where people get punched, and you may like watching professionals jump around a ring and kick each other, but when you see real people do it, it's so mm-hmm. horrible. It's just, it's just, it just takes all the fun out of it. Like, it, oh, violence. Ugh. Well, in real life... Ugh. And then I didn't even want to watch any in, more funny videos. In real videos life, it's not very that. balletic either. It's... Uh... No. <laughs> not usually, the Fights no. in movies or... And in real life, it's usually, usually the yeah. wrong people getting beat up. Which is which is why everybody hates violence. I, I couldn't figure it out for the longest time because uh, I hated violence as a kid until I started perpetrating violence on people, and I thought, well, some <laughs> violence is great, you know. I mean, if you're if you're getting bullied and you hit him with a stick, what the that fuck the, is that? That's Did that guy, thing come out of a chair, chair or is that? Yeah. Oh my god, he was, like he was some, in there the whole time. Pos- the Dybbuk was possessed of the body, and the body was shoved into a chair. Oh, oh! He was just—he was just using the chair for yeah. a crypt, and tragically, when he was possessed, he made the chair walk around and kill people too. That's just an amazing <laughs> reveal. And he doesn't have a face. How'd they do that? They—they they put a ball cap on him, but he doesn't have a face. Yeah, I don't know how they did that. I mean, I, I would feel like when you lose your face, your ball cap probably comes I, off. Yeah, I—I I would think usually. Or maybe this is a movie about unusual like, things. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Oh, no, it's oh, killing no. a lady. No, that's that the, the lady. No, the dancer that's lady. the cop. 
Uh, that was the lady. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, no, it must have been a dancer because she held her legs up in the air for a really oh. long time. That was some Pilates shit. Oh, no. Yeah, now the Dybbuk's in her. Oh, no. She got Dybbuked. And the yeah, cop the doesn't like, like it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything she can do? Boy, see that cop face acting right Too there? Too much? Too big? I, I, It just feels like me. I feel so... I feel raped when I look at what she's doing because I've seen myself in movies and gone, oh, wow, that's a lot bigger than I thought. <laughs> and the, when we did Jokey Bits, you know, I watched it afterwards and I'm like, yeah, it's Jokey Bits, but you don't have to get all sloppy <laughs> about it, Jason. Making all your big faces. See if you can open your eyes any wider, Jason. Uh, and and that's what I feel like in this movie. Every time I look at an actor, except this girl. Who's got a out of hunk of glass in her forehead. She, yeah, it didn't look. Did we think yeah. she was dead? I she's, guess I missed she's it got a she giant piece out. of glass sticking out of her head, and what? And then her friend comes over and hugs her. Like if I, that's not the first yeah, thing I'm like going to do to you, her. Jason. If I see a piece of glass that big sticking out of your head, I'm going to get you right to a Thank hospital. You. It's too dangerous. Hugging much. is too dangerous. Okay. Uh, all right, quick. Think of a time when you were there and a friend of yours was bleeding and you needed to help. Yeah, well, yes. yes. Somebody's around you is having an emergency and you're like, ah, oh, they're all bloody and now I got to fucking do something about it. Did you Did fall I freak apart? out? Yeah. Did you be, were you helpful or were you just like, oh my uh, God, it's so much? Because uh, I've done both. I've done both. I've had both of those. Uh, I, uh, Hill, uh, back in our old apartment in Palms, she, uh, you know, it had one of those sliding glass. It sure did. Uh, and yeah, and she to the balcony, to the balcony and, there. Uh, yeah. in the shower and, and she cut herself, it broke the okay. glass and it cut her, cut her ear, uh, like tore okay. it open, or like her lobe, you know, tore it. Uh, so there's oh tons god. of blood in it, you know, like yeah, it's like oh my god, yeah, oh my blood. god, yeah, that's uh, awful. But yeah, uh. so the adrenaline kicked in, and uh, I I got her to uh, the ER, and uh, and and we got her into a room, and the doctor looked at her and clean cleaned it up, and was like, okay, we got to put some stitches, and and they, he was giving her stitches, you know, he was putting in one part of the lobe. Mm-hmm. And, and then it came out the other and like he's doing it and I'm right there next to him watching him do this, you know, which uh, like I wouldn't yeah, have thought uh-huh, I could uh-huh. sit and watch someone get stitched up without barfing. But like it was different. You know, it's Hillary. But it means it, it, it meant something, you know, different than, oh, here's an ear being stitched up. This is, yeah, exactly. this is Hillary being so stitched So what up. happened was he was stitching uh-huh. her and the thread, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't properly, I don't know, nodded at the end. Yeah, it he, pulled, he through. pulled through. Oh, God damn it. I always see. do that. I did that to a she shirt couldn't. the other day. You could have brought her over here, Todd. I could have sewn her up she that badly. Because it's her ear. She can't see what he's doing. I'm watching. Yeah. He does that, makes the mistake, and both me and the doctor went, whoops, <laughs> together. <laughs> and Hillary was like, what the fuck? Whoops. What are you... <laughs> she was living. She was mad at her husband and the doctor because <laughs> we're idiots. Oops. 
<laughs> I bet your oops sounded to the doctor like it was probably magnified, like voice of God. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, I fucked up your wife's ear. I'm sorry. Thanks for mentioning it. Whoops. Look, you fucked her up more than I did. Now she's mad at you. Hold still. So what happened? Did he did he make a bigger? Yeah, he did it right after, after that. that. It yeah. wouldn't pull through. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Uh, did it throw it? Because uh, because I always worry, you know, because because I get thrown by things sometimes, and I'm like, oh, normally I can handle that, but uh, sometimes I get whoa, and I get thrown, and I, you know, doctors, of course, that's why they make them stay up for thirty hours at a time while they're in school, so they don't get thrown by trauma. Uh, but it must yeah. happen, right? Yeah, it must for go sure. goofy, you know. You know what? You know what occurred to me the other day that uh, nobody talks about at all. In this whole uh, Sackler family drama of opioid, you know, uh, dissemination throughout the fucking whole Oki population of America, is that the point man on every one of those motherfucking, you know, super immoral, absolutely, you know, a criminal sales to all those addicts was an MD. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I you can't blame Howard Sackler for. Is that a different Sackler? I keep saying Howard Sackler, but I think maybe the Sackler family is a different bunch of Sacklers. Anyway, uh, they didn't drive out to these people's houses, you know, with with uh, sample bottles, and they weren't writing prescriptions, you know, for their own products. They they had some they had some of the most trusted human beings on the fucking planet do it for them, and they did it with such alacrity that you know it became a fucking you know it was a it was a pandemic. Yeah, it's bizarre because COVID, you, know, you know my. I mean, now even you know, like my mother-in-law, you know, always has a supply of Ativan uh, around, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm a yes. fan of that yes. particular medicine. Uh, but you know, her doctor will just whoosh, here you go, here you go. But my doctor, yeah. who yeah. recently retired, we'll see how my new uh, general practitioner is with that stuff. I haven't asked, but he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't give me anything. Would not do it. Yeah. But so yeah, many had, doctors are like, I've yeah, had here, a number here, of doctors here, here. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, it's, and I don't know if it has to do with how old they are or how, uh, you know, they had some trauma, <laughs> you know, something happened in their practice and they were like, okay, no more fucking out of Maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, but I, I've had doctors that wanted to shove it at me, uh, 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 one, and then a whole bunch of doctors who were like, you shouldn't be taking Ativan. And I'm like, I only take it every few days when I feel like I need it. Because the trouble with Ativan for me is I go yeah. to sleep too soon. I mean, it, it takes all the pressure off, but I'm, I'm very susceptible. I just, I just sort of pass out, even on the little yeah, patches. Sure. Uh, and then every doctor I had for a couple of years was like, no fucking Ativan, Jesus Christ, with your problems? I'm like, I thought that's what it was <laughs> yeah. for. But but yeah you know uh, uh, there are all kinds of things out there that nobody wants to so it was the cop uh, no the cop got the, killed it was, it was Th- that's it, yeah but the but the male cop stabbed her no he got like. killed no? by the chair or something don't make or by the okay. lady all right hey you know what I managed to miss the God last damn five it, Jason. Of the movie no that's po- that's poetic Ooh, mine Let's says next up Let's dead just- pit. Mine says next up oh. Brannigan. Uh, yeah, remember Brannigan? Big fat J- John Wayne turns down Dirty Harry. Right? He's like, I don't want him. And then uh, Dirty Harry makes uh, all the money, and uh, immediately, uh, right before he dies, John Wayne makes two Dirty Harry movies. 
Brannigan, and you uh, remember the other one? Mick, Mick, right. Mick Q. You know, it's funny that you say Brannigan because I, I don't think know where, Mick where I was watching, but I just saw s- some something about Brannigan and John. Laura Wayne. Brannigan? No, the John Wayne movie, but I can't remember who was talking about it. But that's yeah. what they said. There's like the Prime. Prime was talking about it. Prime was selling it to you, and it's in your subconscious God. now, and you'll never forget it. That fucking terrible, terrible uh, Dirty Harry ripoff. Like Dirty Harry needs a ripoff to be terrible. Dirty Harry's already pretty <laughs> fucking terrible, you know. Ugly, vicious. Uh, I and I like this movie, but if you're going to be Dirty Harry, be Magnum mm-hmm. Force. You know, go ahead and be vile and racist. Go ahead and take out you know only the 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 worst vermin of society: pimps, uh, uh, drug dealers, you know, uh, gangsters. Uh, then then it's fine, and and plus it's very stylish. Dirty Harry's just ugly, ugly, ugly. And the only thing is, God is Andy Robinson. Thank God for he Andy is Robinson. good. In it. Thank, thank I, fucking I, God. Yeah. So uh, Bernie Rao, I'm looking at the credits here, and Bernie Rao, who I think uh, either wrote or directed this, did. Looks like every third yeah. crew position as well. That's a hard. And Amy Liver did a lot, or Liver, but you know how Liver? it is on small films. Um, I'll take your word for it because I just kept. Yeah, there's more Bernie Rao. Bernie Rao. Bernie Rao. Oh, Foley. Wow. He did the Foley transportation. Craft service. No shit. I got to get you here. I got to get you here. Hey, listen. Uh, and then and then after they complained about his craft service, they hired sushi and pizza for all. So that that tells you something. Every credits list is a production story on some level. Special thanks and to neighbors. Ralph. Because they were shooting in his apartment. Hey, look, yeah. uh, we're yeah, going to be shooting a, a killer yeah, chair movie in my apartment. So don't call You're, the cops, what? all right? I, what? That's, is my power going to go out again? Is that what you did? Because my father's on an inhaler and filmed, uh, respiratory issues. And if that power goes off Bats again. Filmed at Theater, Wellington, Bats New England. Theater. In Wilmington, Wilmington, yeah. Uh, well, Bats Theater. You know, well, I mean, if you're in Wellington, Wellington, then you know. You I mean, know they were about definitely in a theater at one point, but I wouldn't think the entire thing was shot in yeah. the theater. There was a lot of it was. Well, that's what theaters are for. Theaters are transformative, Todd. So you've been working in in uh, television and film production for too long. Theater. Did they is, build is, that apartment with that amazing view in the theater? Yes, and that view. Yeah, that view was just a drop. That's nothing. That's some guy scribbled that. That's amazing. It's nothing. You know. Uh, hey, both cops also pencil. <laughs> Not even actors. If that's what low budget production will do to you. You know it. You know it, and I know it. Yeah, Everything it ain't happens. Easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to see the fucking shack. That's the. Worst Is that what we're watching for so me? And so not only do you, not only do you have to see it, we're gonna watch it. And boy, uh, I'm sorry, but boy, it's one of those that uh, it's reprehensible because of its uh, mm-hmm. ideas, right? Basically, um, but even more so because of its presentation of its ideas. It's off. It's you'd have to be brain damaged to do this and look at it and say that's what I wanted to do. And I'm not saying that's what happened. You know, yeah. a movie. It's hard. And then you get to the end, and and you did this thing, and you look at it, and you're like, fucking fuck, damn it. 
but you know you have to release it because uh, yeah. you paid Sam Worthington. Rada Mitchell w- w- got interviewed after this because uh, you know you look at a movie like this and you go, well, what's Jamie Kennedy doing in it? So I so I looked up the Rada Mitchell interview, which was with a religious uh, magazine, uh, and they said, so you're in this religious movie. Uh, how's uh-huh. that? <laughs> How do you like it? And they're they're egging her, you know, they're they're poking her with sticks to get her to say, yeah, I go to church all the time, and I'm a big Christer. And Rada Mitchell handled this interview as a print interview. I did not uh, see her do it. I think it was uh, email or something. Uh, it's so slick. She's mm-hmm. a fucking pro. She said every other thing. She said, you know, there's a right to these stories. These stories have to be told. Um, I was moved, you know, by the script. Normally, I don't take wife roles, but I thought this one was really interesting. And uh, and yeah, it's underneath the whole interview. The subtext is they mm-hmm. paid, man. You know, they sent the check. Of course, I showed up. And hey, it's got Octavia Spencer. I'm Rada Mitchell. Right now, I need to be in an Octavia Spencer movie. Yeah, what sure. the fuck not? You know, is this? And and she didn't say this, but I, you know, she was so. Uh, I've got very spiritual value. You know, my uh, I was raised uh, uh, in you know a certain kind of uh, religious household, and then I wasn't, and then I had these changes. And she does not give anything away. And it's a long interview. You know, it's a page and a half. It's it's a, a big column. And uh, she's so slick. She handles it so well and doesn't say anything mean about anybody or doesn't say, yeah, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I needed the work. Uh, she's she's a pro. And I love that. And, you know, even more, I love that she didn't say, yeah, I go to church four she times a week, don't you? Because yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear that. About, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to hear that about Rada Mitchell, even if it's true. You know, I'd rather Do you think, think oh, that's an artist the, like. that Sam Worthington talked her into doing it while they were working together on Rogue? <laughs> uh, boy, that sounds good. Is Rogue the one about uh-huh. the uh, crocodile? Did Probably. we watch that? Gosh, that's not the one on the pool. That's it. it wait, it's it's Rogue. an Australian movie. Uh, the crocodile. It's a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what? What are the? T- there were two crocodile movies that came out within a few years of each other that had about the oh, same oh, budget, right? Well, there were two Australian. Or, or is it m- the two Australian more than that. There was there was Black Water, which which was stuck Black in a water, tree right. with gators in the in the you know in the swamp. Then I must have seen the one with Sam Worthington because I didn't see Blackwater, and I was sure I saw one of these fucking things. Rada Mitchell, are yeah, they in a boat a, a lot of the time? And she's uh, taking everybody on a right. Yeah, Sam Worthington. Right. That movie sucks. Right, and they get stuck on some rocks, and they. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's that. terrible. Yeah. Did you yeah. like it? I was so bored. I was like, oh, get off of those rocks. You know, they're not. It didn't eat enough people. Is that the one with the real no, crocodiles? No, that's Blackwater. That Blackwater is the one where they, they, they use okay. farm crocodile. Okay. Uh, farm crocodiles took footage of that and then bl- used the computers to blend okay. the image that they shot of the movie with it. So it, it's cool looking in in Blackwater. Uh, Rogue cool. is Rogue yeah, is sillier that in one that for it's a giant reason. CGI crocodile. Um, but it's got okay. I don't even remember the crocodile. I remember Rada Mitchell as a captain in that brand new looking hat. She had a brand new ball cap that she wore in it, or else it was a brand new sweater or something. It was just so brand new. It all looked so brand new and shiny. That's all right. Know. Sorry, but yes, probably so. Probably he was like, "Hey, I've got a movie where there's no crocodiles." <laughs> in the 
not not a one. Yeah, it's a shack, a shack. Come on, and she never gets to the shack. So I don't know how she got sold on that. She never meets God, you know. Although it is her pet name for God that Octavia Spencer. She did sort of meet God in another movie, so maybe she felt like she didn't need to. And at the end of uh, 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 the Vin Diesel one, where she gets taken up into the sky no, by a there's a uh, a movie uh, called I think it's called Visitors. It's either Visitor or Visitors, mm. um, and it's Rada Mitchell, and she's the only person in the movie for the most part. It's her uh, alone on a boat, uh, uh, but she's like okay. stuck at sea in the boat and and the visitors are, are ghosts yeah. that she sees. Is she going crazy or are they real ghosts sort of deal? And, it, okay. and at the end it's, you know, there's a supernatural thing that happens. If you like Rada Mitchell, I mean, it's, I it's nothing I but great. Rada Mitchell on I, a boat. I can't, yeah. can't really get enough. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm for that. And I'm glad to know that visitors, it, the, it's the visitors. It's just, Visitors, I think. There's Don't no the. My Google search, man. You know, if I put if I put too many articles, just put in it, put in Rada Mitchell and look for visitors in the IMDb. All right, I'll do that. Um, All right. Uh, my, yeah, my I got to wrap though. this up because uh, I have I an can't. audition. I have a commercial callback, and I have a massive commute. I've got to go up Fuck the you. stairs. I have to go up oh the God. stairs into the bedroom where I have. My studios, dude. Okay, are you wearing socks or at least like like uh, some kind of cushiony sort of supportive arch? Uh, like no, house I'm, slipper? Just, I'm just wearing my shoes. You know. Oh, okay. yeah, good. Because some people, you know, during the pandemic, I know a lot of people have left their shoes off, and you know, at our age, you need that. No, arch you're, it's a good point. And I'm an actor. You know, you got you yeah. got. You got a hardwood downstairs. You I know, find that one of the most in, informative things uh, about playing a character is the footwear, um, and it, you know yeah. it, it affects how you walk, changes everything. So I have to wear some kind of footwear, uh, unless I'm playing, you know, a Matthew McConaughey type character who would be barefoot, I guess. Boris Karloff, in the, in the last of his career, uh, Karloff. Uh, you know, didn't make all of his money from Roger Corman movies. A lot of it came from endorsing giant fucking boots for actors. Because he said, if it wasn't for giant fucking boots for actors, and he would hold up these ridiculous Frankenstein monster boots, and he would say, if it wasn't for these fucking boots, I wouldn't be in this Roger Corman movie. <laughs> giant fucking boots for actors. You know, I'm Boris Karloff. Uh, people don't realize that there's all kinds of second acts. So I wish you well on your second act today of having... What, what act is this for you? I got up, you know, about in time to do this show. You're a guy with a family. You've got a career. What act is this podcast for you today? Is this like the third uh, act of the play? Yeah, I would say this second is the act. third act. Well, it might be the fourth act. Okay. It's kind of a Greek tragedy situation. Uh <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, if you, you get longer I mean, and longer as you get older, I wake up in the morning, I have breakfast, and then I, you know, neaten up the house. I'll, I'll call that Act One, and then and then Act Two is okay, driving yep. over to uh, Northridge to pick up my new uh, prescription glasses that you can see me wearing. Thank you. They look great. And then yeah. I came home and I went on a bike ride to get exercise. Mm. Uh, 
and then I had lunch and okay. did this. So yeah, I'm saying this is like fourth. So the callback is yeah. kind of fifth. Yeah, fifth definitely. Did you record? Did you record any uh, parking lot uh, observations on your bike? I, ride, I didn't. Just I'm taking the, the the week off of doing that because uh, on Tuesday uh, I'm getting an upper GI endoscopy and a colonoscopy done. Uh, so I'm not going to be up for editing and putting things together. I don't think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Has to be done. Sorry, Uh, but uh, I mean the colonoscopy part is because I'm 49, and when you're 50, they send you off to get a colonoscopy anyway. And so since I have the upper GI, I was like, let's just do it all. You know, I'm. (laughs) Are they going to knock you out? I I mean, and take pictures because the upper GI I've had done before. They don't. They put you in like twilight sleep, so you're awake, but you don't remember anything uh-huh. or feel anything mm-hmm. uh yeah so uh, <laughs> like my first marriage <laughs> so when uh when but when you've got both cords if you were mm-hmm. the guy working there right not the md because we trust them mds can be trusted on everything yeah but you know sometimes you get those technicians that uh take pictures of people who have cords going in their mouth and out their butt uh while they're lying there naked are you worried no. about that not not tremendously. Um, no. Well, given what's already out there on the internet with your picture really on matter. it, I guess yeah. you can't yeah. worry yeah. at this point. It doesn't matter. That's why I got this haircut, is so that it just doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Nothing matters. Like, anything I do going forward in this life, they're going to be able to go, you know, well, he. it's not like he didn't warn us. It's not right. like we weren't told that this is basically the story. This is a right. fucking crazy person. Uh, best Thank of you. luck. It's, uh, when is it's that? Tuesday what day is that? when I get uh, spit oh roasted by a uh, gastroenterologist. You've got five days to worry about that. Well, they can't and leading math, up to it, which is very leading likely. up to it. So, like, what are you going to do? Like I, the the week before, you can't take any anti diarrheals. So, you know, if I have tummy trouble, okay. I just have to live through it. You got to make sure your diarrheals work. And then, working. And then uh-huh. on the for the three the. Saturday and Sunday, basically, I, I have to have a very limited diet. You know, can't have any grains or nuts or seeds or, you know. Okay. And then uh, on Monday. Can you can you drink excessively? What about like on the day right before <laughs> no, because you're the day, to get drunk? I'm not. Like drink I'm a not, whiskey? No, like a heavy no, brown liquor? No, you really. Brandy? Well, maybe? the day. The day uh, I mean, I guess technically Retina? I could drink whiskey on Monday, but. It, it, as long as it's a light whiskey and not very dark, it's like you. One yeah, of those Japanese the day before whiskeys. the procedure, you have to. It's all Kobe clear whiskey. liquids, so you know it's like chicken broth and green jello oh. sort of thing. Yeah, ouzo. You, you you can and you then can enjoy the and then you take medicine that. like a drink. Uh, you do it twice in that day, designed purely. Uh oh, you went away for a second. Uh, it, it it's designed give you diarrhea. What is it? So you spend the whole day before you have the procedure having diarrhea because they want it completely cleaned out in there. Mm-hmm. You know, Todd, I'm 50, and I I take this as a little more than a microaggression that you're bringing this up to me. 
that you, that you you're going to have this shit taken care of literally by the time that uh, you're 50 and well, I'm already I, here. You know, I've been 50 for a month and I'm, I uh, I'm sorry. I have not had a colonoscopy. You know, uh, the funny funny story about doctors is uh, I made an appointment with my doctor uh, 2 weeks ago and uh, no, I about 3 weeks ago cuz I had to wait for the appointment and uh, uh so uh, I made an appointment with the doctor. It was going to be a phone appointment. Everything's great. And uh, he didn't call. So I called his office again and the same lady at the desk. And she's like, oh, that's weird. He didn't call. And I said, no. And she said, well, huh. Uh, oh, it looks like your insurance company switched what? you to another doctor uh, in January. And I said, well, I haven't seen you guys since like last year. I think I saw you. And she's like, yeah, you were here in September. And I said, okay. Uh, and she says, yeah, and it looks like the, your insurance switched you to another doctor. And uh, it's this guy. And she gave me this name. And I said, well, that's weird. Uh, on the same, yeah, same thing. I said, okay. I'll, uh, she's like, call me back. Let me know. That's so weird. So I call the new doctor, and he doesn't answer. So I call my insurance. And I said, hey, so this happened. And the insurance says, well, huh. So you made an appointment uh, two weeks ago with, with Dr. Gurevich? And I said, yeah, Dr. Gurevich. It's been my doctor since, like, I don't know, five or six years now. And they're like, six years. <laughs> uh, he died in November. Well, that's why. And I said, well, so I said, uh, the lady at the desk, which is in the office where the doctor works, right? It's a different room, but it's in the office. That's the lady I was talking to on the desk. I said, have you talked to her? And the insurance guy laughed. Like, why would I call the, the actual doctor's office? And I said, because they're giving people fucking <laughs> appointments with this dead guy. And then they're going, I don't know, that's weird. Let me know what happened afterward. <laughs> so so what, it, what, do you, what do you think that's about? And he, he said, um, didn't we send you a letter about this? Like in January when we switched you over? And I went like this. Uh, let me see. Um, Dear Mr. Rohr, we're <laughs> sorry to inform you that your doctor has died. And this was, this was on January 2nd. So uh, I just apparently opened the letter and lost it, which must have been what happened to his secretary. She must have gotten notified. And just it's like, she's made four appointments since January. He hasn't kept one of them. Wow. It's so weird. I love you, Todd, and I'm sorry that I'm forcing you to uh, to watch uh, the terrible movie that I have now. Uh, I, I've I've and, seen and, and asked you to watch, and everybody listening, if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, you know uh, listen to this yeah, we'll podcast do it on next time, which might even be visual. I don't know. I'm uh, so I'm gonna sorry. Have, I'm gonna have to wear up. this shirt again. I wore this shirt specifically for streaming, and so hey, next God time I can wear this shirt Plenty twice. To watch I'm it. a man. I'm just saying, if any if if anybody listening wants to enjoy the next show even more, <laughs> the then you should watch the Shack between now and then. All right, I we'll tell you see what, you next time, everybody. For something else, the Shack. Uh, have a good yes, uh, Thursday, everybody, Bye, everybody, or whatever day you listen to this. Bye. What's on your mind, babe? What's on your mind? Oh, my. What's on your mind? Mm -hmm. What's on your mind?
what's on your mind? Oh, baby, won't you tell me what's on your mind? 